All right, fans, so we're in the midst of the offseason here, waiting for soccer to come back in March. But it's been a pretty eventful a few days, an eventful week for Orange County Soccer Club and its fans. And uh, Dylan and I are here with a special guest to sort of talk about it a little bit. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. It's a one-two, Godoy, he's found a great ball in it, bolts it, plenty of time, he smashes it off and doubles the visitors' lead, Thomas Enavolson. Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. Little handsy there, crosses it, Pineda, the extra pass, Seaton finishes! It rolls down to his left and parrying aside. All taken care of by the Orange County keeper. Leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! And it's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County on the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on facebook at orange and black soccer cast how is it going orange county welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast the first and only podcast dedicated to orange county soccer club its fans and supporters i am your host ray samora and i'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things orange county soccer club Joining me as he does each and every week, but this time live and on the screen with us here on YouTube, we got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's a little bit weird to see myself on the screen and, and to be on the internet in this way, but uh, hello everyone. But I'm not the exciting part of this week's episode. So You are not. Uh, like I uh, was mentioning before, there's been a lot of uh, great news for Orange County this week. And one of those things uh, that we just found out actually earlier on today is uh, a new signing for the club it was announced via social media and on the club's website that charlie adams is joining the club he uh, most recently was playing for real monarchs out there in salt lake city and uh, i guess it's a good uh, as good a time as ever to welcome him onto the podcast so we're going to welcome on charlie adams charlie welcome to the orange and black soccer cast thanks for having me guys i'm happy to be here oh we're glad that you are able to uh, join us uh, you know, so so quickly after you joined the club. So we want to first welcome you to Orange County, welcome you to Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, uh, the fans at County Line Coalition are excited to hear that you're joining us uh, and to become a big part of the midfield for this team. Um, so let's get started with a, with a couple questions here. Is uh, The first thing is, I guess, the obvious one to look at is what, uh, what made you or how did you decide to choose Orange County as your, your next club uh, for soccer? Um, yeah, ultimately it does come down to, to the soccer. Um, and that was my main decision behind it. Um, look, this, this team last year did terrific. You know, they won the regular season in the, in the West, uh, in the Western conference. Um, so, you know, when, when, when the top team comes calling, um, in, in, in any league in the world, I feel you have to answer. And, and for me, it was, it was to come here and, and and play with these guys that you know have done so well last season and been so successful. 
No, definitely. And, you know, you can't, you're coming from Real Monarchs, which is not a, a slouch of a club to, you know, in the USL. Uh, sure. So, I mean, coming from them, you've had some experience in some tough matchups. You've had some playoff experience. So you're bringing that type of experience to uh, a team that was one win away from making the USL Cup finals. Uh, what is it that you're going to be able to bring to this team uh, to help maybe push them over that level and get them uh, hopefully into that uh, final matchup of the season? Um, I mean, the team is great regardless. So, I mean, hopefully, even if I can add 1%, then, you know, that, that's, that's, that's good because the team has done so well um, prior to me coming here. But, you know, I'm a type of player. I'm, I'm a technical player. Um, so I like to get on the ball. And I know this is a team that, you know, likes to play and likes to create um, chances by having the ball and, and playing, you know, creative, free-flowing football um so so you know I, I think i'll fit in pretty well and my personality is I, i'm very demanding um from my teammates and and um i expect the same from them um and and um, i'm i'm just passionate about you know winning and and, and playing well and, and and doing well as a team and, and and you know uh that's that's hopefully something i can bring to the football club yeah it sounds like uh brayden is a fan and uh, obviously ray's going to be a fan if if you're very demanding yeah. Um, everywhere lists you as a as a central midfielder, but where do you think your strongest role is within that? Um, I'm I, I, I'm a versatile player, um, but I, I would probably say, you know, a bit more of an, an advanced number eight role, uh, depending on what system you play. So if it's a four three three and you play three in the middle, then I'm probably one of the two say that is more advanced of the number six, you know. Um, but as I said, I'm versatile and I can play many roles and throughout, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit older now. So I've had a fair amount of years playing. So um, I, I feel like I have the experience to play a few different roles in the middle and, you know, I can do a job wide if I have to. So but I would probably say, yeah, the number eight role. All right. That's that's pretty fair. Um, now you're probably coming up on on spending more than half of your senior career. Uh, in the US, what actually initially brought you here? Um, well, what initially brought me here was was to be honest, it was it was very difficult for me in the in the lower leagues of English football because um, the style of play is very very direct, and in the winter months the pitches get very boggy, and they're not very good to play on in the lower leagues, as I said. Um, so it was very difficult for me to play the way that I wanted football to be played or soccer to be played. So um, I was presented the opportunity to come out here um, to Louisville City, uh, where I where I met Aidan Quinn, actually. Um, and, you know, I, I gave it a go and then I kind of, you know, just really enjoyed being here um, and, and, and I wanted to stay long term. So that's that's what I've done. So you mentioned, uh, you know, you came over with Louisville City. Uh, that's where you met Aiden Quinn. I believe you were a teammate with him out there. Uh, he was one of the first ones to jump onto social media and welcome you to the club. Or I think, uh, I can't remember exactly what his tweet was, but I think he said something like this is a great signing or uh, a, a good signing for the club. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, I know you haven't played with him for a few seasons now, but can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, your relationship with him and, um, is there going to be some immediate chemistry between the two two of you out there, or is it something that needs to be built back up? Um, so, I mean, me and him are mates. 
Um, so I've, I've spoken to him, I wouldn't say regularly by the time that we've been apart, not playing with each other, but, you know, I have, I have spoke with him a fair few times, um, you know, in the last couple of years when we haven't been playing together. So when, when I came here, you know, he, 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 he obviously welcomed me. I'm actually in town at the moment. He welcomed me and, you know, we had a chat and, you know, we get on really well, um, on the field. Um, I, I, I always, honestly, I always remember, uh, him playing central obviously he was playing centrally and I was I was playing wider for Louisville I'd play wide left um but I just remember we had a chemistry where I would come inside the ball would go square to him and he would sometimes without looking play it with his left foot around the corner to me for me to get on the half turn he would do it several times a game to me and it was just you know awesome to have a player that you know would be able to see them things before he got the ball um so no he's a top player and I'm sure I'm sure we'll build that back up um, in the next coming months and, you know, we'll be ready for when the season starts. Yeah. Um, so joining Orange County, you, of course, had to leave some teammates back in Salt Lake City, uh, the fan base out there in Salt Lake City. Um, did that make your decision any more difficult to come out to Orange County? Where, you know, How did the fans and, and your teammates treat you out there in, in Utah? Yeah, they were great. Uh, they were great. Um, yeah, no, it's a fantastic club there. Uh, they have they have top top facilities and I made a lot of friends there um and yeah the fans were the fans were great too um but I mean it has to come down to it comes down to what you think's best for your career um and where you see your career going and um as I said you know top team in the west comes calling and you you, you don't really turn that down uh, especially because I want to, I'm, I'm ambitious and I want to win things. Not saying that the Monarchs aren't a top side; they are a very top side. But I just needed a bit of a bit of a change and um, bit of a change of scenery and learning learning under learning under a new coach. Um, and yeah, just excited to 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 be doing that here. Yeah. So with with coming here to to be a part of a uh, let's say, I guess a better program, um, in my completely unbiased opinion, uh, what's your personal goal coming up for this, this coming season? My personal goal is just to improve and just learn and, and, and always improve, learn more about, um, you know, a different style of play, um, learn more, you know, what of, of, of my teammates and, and, and learn about myself and what I need to improve on and, Ultimately, that's all I want to do is just improve um, and practice and just learn more because I know there's so much more to learn about this game. There always is. And you can always improve on stuff. So as long as I come away at the end of, you know, my time here and say, you know, I've improved as a player and um, I have no regrets, then, you know, I can't, I'll, you know, I can't, I can't look past that. That, that, that would be, that would be fine with me. So um, last episode, Dylan and I were discussing, we were actually reviewing some of the, the players and giving out some grades for the players for this past season. And one of the players we ended up talking about was Richard Chapelow. Um, and, you know, he was definitely a fan favorite with Orange County. We definitely liked him uh, on the team. We're set, you know, it's sad to see that he's no longer going to be on the club, but we understand uh, when you reach a point in your career uh, that, you know, you got to you know make the decision that's right for you. Uh, I made the comment that I, I hope that the club could find maybe another uh, English player to bring onto the club. I think that brings yeah. a, a wonderful like um, soccer atmosphere to uh, 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 I guess uh, newer soccer uh, culture here in America. Uh, so I was glad to have you uh, come on the team. Have you um, 
ever had a chance to speak or meet Richard Chaplow or did he, did you hear from him at all um, before you made this decision or? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've, I, I haven't spoke, spoke to him. Um, I played against him a few times um, and I remember him when he played um, for Southampton uh, back, back home in England. And, and he was also at PNE, wasn't he? Preston North End. I'll be right in saying that. I'm pretty sure he was, but now definitely Southampton. Um, so no, I haven't spoke with him, but you know, he's had a terrific career um and you know he's come out here and he's done done really well out here and he had a top season last year um so i always remember playing against him and he was very professional you know um having had the career he had and come out here he was very professional and of course he's a he's a top player he's 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 you know he's played in in, in the top level in england so um but no i haven't i, I never spoke to him prior to to coming here I think anytime you can, uh, you know, obtain that type of uh, career that he had, play till you're what 35 years old, uh, yeah. play all over the world, like you're getting a chance to. You've played in Europe, you're playing out in America now. Uh, you know, to be able to play the game that you love, you get paid to do something you love to do, uh, and get to travel the world while doing that. That's such a such a great thing. Uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do have a couple of, of fan questions yeah, sure. that uh, yeah, yeah. that we had from the fans when uh, they we found out we we're going to get you on here, uh, and. Trust me, some of these questions are going to be a little bit uh, silly here. Uh, but one of our, <laughs> one of the fans from Counterline Coalition, or actually the uh, one of the top guys from Counterline Coalition, which is the supporter group, uh, Blaine, he wanted to ask you what your favorite vegetable is. My favorite vegetable, probably broccoli. Can't go bro Can't go wrong with broccoli. I like broccoli. Yeah, probably. Bro I have it just so often; it's pretty easy. I put it in the. You know, I steam it. So yeah. Can we get a Charlie Adams uh, broccoli recipe? Can we get like the soul <laughs> rights to that or something? If you want that, that that's listen. I have a rice maker that I bought from. I think it was from Target. So I put the rice in the bottom, and then I just put the I put the broccoli and the steam a bit at the top, and I put some salt on the on on the on the broccoli, and then I just switch it on and watch the TV. That's 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 what I do for yes. That's that, a small recipe. I'm definitely stealing this. <laughs> that's a that's a perfect Go way. Go buy to... the rice maker. Go <laughs> buy the rice maker. I just use yours then. Um, and then one other fan question that we had here. This came from another member of Canaline Coalition. His name's Andy. Uh, he is a regular listener to the show. So Andy, hello. Um, but uh, he actually wanted us to ask you, how do you feel about cheese? Cheese, cheese. Um, I, I mean, kind of kind of sick of it since i came to to live in the u.s they seem to put cheese on everything sorry <laughs> but i mean it is great i mean i'll probably like i'll probably like baby swiss cheese the most if, if that's my favorite that's probably my favorite yeah baby swiss that's a that's a good choice right there for cheese it's yeah. one of my favorites yeah it's a good one yeah and if you ever get to go back to to england visit the new tottenham hotspur stadium out there in london apparently they're gonna have this big old cheese room there uh, so yeah. there you go. Um, or he could go to Loftus Road and watch a game he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could go to Loftus Road. Yeah. Uh, one last question I'm going to ask you, and and this is is something we asked Richard uh, Chaplow when he came on our show for the first time. Uh, if you were forced to sing a song at karaoke, what would be your song that you would sing if you had to do it? Oh, I've done a couple of initiations before, and I'll probably sing. Justin Bieber, love yourself. Ooh, that's a that's a that's an awesome song. My my uh, 
my kids, my kids love it. Do you do you want to do you want to give our give the the your new fans here in Orange County a listen? Nah, nah, that's too embarrassing for me. I'll choke. We'll let you have some practice. I'll crumble. I'll crumble live on there. Yeah. Then we'll we'll let you practice. Stadium. Yeah. Before the first match of the year, something a preseason match. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I want to thank you for taking uh, a little bit of time this evening to come join us on the show. Uh, like I said, once I heard about the signing, I reached out to the club, said, hey, can we get Charlie on our show so the fans can get a chance to get to know the newest player on the team? Uh, we're glad uh, and excited to have you a part of this team. And we're, we're definitely looking forward to seeing you out there on the pitch. Uh, and we're hoping you can help uh, contribute to uh, an even better season than Orange County had last season. So uh, thank you so much, Charlie. Uh, and best of uh of luck to you know in the next coming months and getting prepared for the season thanks for having me guys thank you and that is charlie adams your newest uh, member of orange county soccer club not um, to be confused with charlie adams the ugly scottish guy who plays for stoke city completely different this guy is uh substantially far more attractive and probably just as good is that so <laughs> he's not balding so that's a good start all right there we go uh, so what we need to do is we need to get a little bit further into this and uh, get some uh, some more, I guess, uh, other stuff to discuss, if we can get it discussed. Yeah, uh, player ratings, right? Isn't that what we're all here for? Yeah, let's get in. Let's get into some. Well, let's get into some player ratings, and then what we'll do is we'll talk a, a little bit more about some of the other news that's been going on for uh, Orange County, and uh, I guess that that was there. I should really remember, but. We'll, we'll, we'll get into weeks. that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, so when we last left you, uh, we still had some more players that we were looking at grading on this season uh, for this past season here. So let's get right to it. And uh, the first one we're going to look into or look at here is Noah Powder. Let me just pull up his information. See, this is where, uh, you know, Dylan and I. I'm lagging behind, too. This is not my obviously not my normal setup. I'm normally not here. So I've normally got 20 <laughs> tabs open on my phone. My two monitors and I'm, I'm ready to go but a little bit more mobile today with the uh, with the laptop so uh, there we go whatever um, his stats are can we talk <laughs> about the fact that he had three really clutch goals for us all in like most, a little short span three too. weeks in the three most difficult games we played this season um i mean i think that's the basis of you have to give him at least a b plus from <laughs> that um alone because he was um i'm gonna get, say single-handedly responsible for nine crucial points that were picked up so uh you know if nothing else that's a 19 year old kid who knows how to be clutch and calm in those good situations and also chipped jake leaker from rail monarchs from 40 yards out which was amazing and led to us was that uh, that was the goal of this no that was was that the goal of the season i can't remember now it's been so long yeah i think that was in my heart, I that was the goal of the season. Lot, so yeah, it had to have been. <laughs> um, so let's go over his stats really quick. So in the regular season, he did play a little bit over 3,500 minutes for the club. Um, uh, did he? No, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is It gave me the career statistics. That's a lot of statistics. Noah Powder actually played about 1,700 minutes. Dylan's on top of it. Yeah. What else is new? <laughs> I'm the unofficial stat man of the podcast. I got that little spinny thing on my Google... Um, browser window here so it's thinking uh thank you now internet you know use from, firefox it's always better uh, it's my internet here uh that I we can have because mine's taking forever <laughs> too so <laughs> but no okay so i don't have all his stats exactly in front of me right now my, my computer's still trying to think here but um yes amazing season from the guy 
uh, amazing goal, uh, amazing three goals there because one of them was the game tying kick in overtime. Uh, we call that extra time. Extra time. Yeah. Overtime in other sports against Oklahoma City. Be like if I said up, like uh, overtime in baseball. Yeah, that would be weird. That'd be awesome. Um, so an extra time against OKC Energy uh, that started that spark where we got not one but two goals in extra time. Uh, Noah Powder was the first one to get the goal there. Yes, the the awesome chip over Leaker. Yeah, chip and Leaker. <laughs> At Championship Soccer Stadium. Um, I mean, what can we say? Yeah, I, I agree with you. You have to give them something of a, of a good grade on this. It can't be... Uh, a minimal grade on there or can't be something uh, too bad. I, I'd have to agree with you um, and go with a B plus on Noah Powder. Um, amazing season from the guy, uh, and I still don't have the stats up here, so we're I not mean, even. <laughs> those three goals he scored were actually the only three goals he scored all season, and um, maybe he's not that player that played week in week out and um, didn't have that huge impact week in week out. But when you are able to score three goals in a crucial period of time. I think it really doesn't matter at that point um, how good you are week in, week out when the team calls on you and you come in and you're ready to go. That's all uh, That's all anyone can really ask. And that's exactly what we got out of them. Awesome. Um, so then let's do this. Uh, what can we do next? Um, Wouldn't Walker Hume be the next one? Walker Hume. I I was just flustered. Favorite. Flustered thinking about our next future of Walker Hume. Thinking about our next person talk to talk about Walker Hume. um, It's no secret. One of my favorite players on the club. Uh, I was probably yeah. I I probably could be considered, and I don't think anyone would have a big argument. uh, The the president or the number one member of the Walker Hume fan club, at least here in Orange County. We got to get a better name for that. Something to relate with that chant, probably. Yeah. Something we can't probably say on here. Definitely not. (laughs) Um, But, you know, um, it's one of those players where you look at his season and probably didn't get the chance that he would have gotten in many other places uh, just because of the logjam of center defenders. Center, is it center mids is what you call it, I guess. I don't know. When I listen in in England, center backs. When I listen to soccer or football pad podcasts that are based from England, yeah, they call them center mids. I don't, I don't know, but okay, center back. That's what we call it here in America. So we're going to stick with American that, terminology. Guardiola, Samless. constant pressing. No one actually. <laughs> the only the goalkeeper is the only one on your own half. Maybe that's why. But when you when you have as many quality center backs as you had on the roster here for Orange County, uh, made it difficult for Walker to get onto the pitch, especially. Uh, later in the season when even more depth was brought onto the team. But when he did get his opportunities out there in the pitch, he was a pretty solid contributor uh, out there. Didn't do much to make you say, hey, what the heck? Why is he We never got Walker out there. We got Yosh a f- couple of times. We got <laughs> Alex a lot. We'll get into that if we already haven't. Oh, we definitely have not gotten to I don't, yeah, I don't think we've gotten to But him. we never got Walker. And this is a center back that never actually picked up a card this entire season. Um didn't really do anything attack wise. I mean, he's that massive guy that you just throw up there in the box. Um, I think he was pretty important pressuring Oklahoma City in that match in the last ten minutes while we were trying to scrape for an equalizer and then uh, even for the winner. Um, but a little birdie that I can't quote. Um, an unnamed source, if you will, has told me that Walker Hume is the was our best center back last season. So that's that wasn't me. It wasn't you. No, it wasn't even a fan. Well, I guess, no, it wasn't a fan. So, 
you know, it, the coaching staff sees that amount of talent and then they limit him to 21 games, you know. Well, there's to be a reason you're bringing him back next season, too. I mean, um, hopefully a promise of more game time if he's the best one that we had, you know. <laughs> he did play in 21 matches uh, in the USL championship, played a little bit over 1,700 minutes. He did have one assist, also played in the uh, U.S. Open Cup loss to FC, FC Golden, Golden State, State Force. Force. Yes. Um, Hopefully next season, a better U.S. Open Cup run. But yeah, like great for Walker Hume. Um, you know, if it was the 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 fan in me, I'd probably say A++++. Uh, but say it. Just let it be. Just let it be that. Be a little bit more realistic on it. I'm going to have to give him a B plus as well as uh, exactly what we did with Noah Powder. I think when he was out there, he did well. Um, like I think you were saying, Dylan, not super flashy. Um, nothing to stand out. Except for, I guess, the coaching staff saying, or not coaching staff, someone saying that he was the best one on the team. So I would go B plus. I think that's, you know, I'm actually going to give him an A minus. Um, definitely got limited, but I think the quality that he showed was far above being a replacement player. Um, I know I was clamoring for him to replace uh, Alex Cronali towards the end of the season. I'm sure everyone else was. And if you weren't, you could just say you were. Um, Maybe not Alex Cronali, though. Yeah, probably not Alex Cronali or his little brother. Um, but I think the biggest aspect is this is a guy that the coaching staff realized is really good, and that's him playing a little over half the season and then them believing in enough to bring him back for another year. So hopefully, and I really mean hopefully, he gets some playing time this year. He's the <laughs> starting one. I mean, Aiden Quinn and Michael Seaton and you know, hopefully like Andre Rawls back on loan or something are the first ones on the team sheet. But, you know, Walker Hume would not be a bad fourth one on the team sheet. It's better than 14th. And I, I think with, with Walker Hume, the thing that hurt him uh, late in the season is if you look at what we had at center back, um, the closest comparison as far as just sort of style of play, size, uh, would be Yoshoiveld, who had just tons more experience than uh, Walker Hume had. Uh, I think the reason you have Alex Cornelli out there is he's, he's a little bit of a quicker center back compared to Walker Hume and um, Yoshweveld. Uh, and that's where Alex got thrown in there because you can't really, it's hard when you have two bigger, slower center backs yeah, uh, on the field at the same saw, time. Um, Walker and Thomas Nielsen beginning the season because Thomas yeah. was the faster of the two and um, that little more, um, I guess, creative of the two. So, when you have another big man, another uh, Orange County Dutch blockhead, um, then it makes it difficult to have two of those guys. And then, you know, they get torched on the break, as we saw repeatedly. So, <laughs> you know, there's going to be no more Yoshoibold. Um, I believe he announced his retirement. Did he? Yeah. I didn't hear it. I think it was a down low affair. Um, I know he was out partying with Richard Chaplow. I think you're allowed to do that in the offseason. I think you are. He's a big adult. He was out there, I think. In size and stature. From what I heard or what you saw on, <laughs> on social media, uh, Richard Chaplow's friends and family threw him a, uh, a surprise retirement party, and Yosh was one of those in attendance for that. Um, you know, so it's cool to see, you know, these teammates from last season, you know, hanging out in England, I think is where they were. I don't know where they were, but. I believe Chaplow's gone home for a little bit. Yeah. Home for the holidays. For the holidays. The Hallmark special. Can I say that? Uh, this might need to be a trademark. The, the greeting Hallmark, card. The greeting card. The greeting special. card company special that everyone clamors <laughs> for around Christmas. So you can find your mom watching that. I'm sure. 
All right, let's move on. Uh, next player we need to grade, or we're going to grade here, is Mr. Kevin Alston. Kevin joined the club midseason. Uh, former MLS All-Star. Uh, came in probably probably did better than most people even thought he would do. Uh, sometimes when you get some of these uh, former MLS players that are coming down to a USL, uh, you don't always expect too much out of it, especially since he'd been away from the game uh, for a short bit there. But he came over, and although it wasn't immediate, I think within the first you know few games, he solidified his position there uh, on the pitch for Orange County. Uh, and once he took over that starting position, um, I don't think he ever looked back and relinquished it to anyone. So, uh, Dylan, Kevin Austin, what are your thoughts? I mean, I have to agree with you there. He was... He was a handful. I talked about it last week when we were talking about um, Mark Segbers and Darwin Jones, but he would get up into a dangerous position and he would cause problems repeatedly. Um, and he could receive a pass from Aiden Quinn or he could receive a pass back from either um, Jones or Segbers, whoever's playing, and or he could put an across himself. And so he made himself really dangerous. And, uh, you know, he never scored, never really took shots either, but that little second line of creativity of, of getting those passes in was huge. Um, and it's hard to say that that goes unnoticed, I guess. Um, that's probably one of the biggest reasons for our success was getting those balls into the box and uh, having you know either Envelton or um, Seaton on the end of him. So, you know, he's probably going to end up in the MLS. I think if he doesn't get picked up by the MLS, uh, by an MLS squad, um, I'll be surprised to say the least. Um, but I also think that someone's definitely missing out there. So if we want to resign, get on it, Oliver. Um, we need someone like that. Um, yeah, I mean, he was, what can you say? I mean, I'm just going to go straight and he give him a grade. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to give him a grade right now. I'm going to give him an, an, an a, I want to give him an a plus, but I feel like it's difficult to go. Like you have to be like absolute perfect on a season for me to get an a plus. I'm a, a little bit tougher on that with the grades, but I, I have to give him an A for the way he performed this season. Um, again, I didn't expect much out of him when he first joined the team. Uh, you know, you're excited when you read it's a former MLS all-star trying to sort of get his career back uh, after uh, some personal battles. Um, and the fact that he was able to come back out there and just sort of grab that role and you could see it out there. He was he was a leader on this team too. And, and it's rare that you see that from the right back position uh you know you expect that maybe more out of a midfielder the goalie uh the center back but not you know you're right you're right back you don't expect it as much so um i'm gonna go with an, an a for kevin i think that's pretty fair that's also what i'd give him um is you know if you look into his backstory and, and everything that's nice and uplifting um but he wasn't brought on as like a, a as a charity case or uh just to take up a a spot. He was a really quality player and probably one of the better players on the team. Um, and also really, really consistent. So, you know, that's denoting an A. Maybe an A plus if he was there from the beginning, but um, you know, I talked to him at the end of the season. He said he'd spent a lot of time waiting for a call from a team, finally got one from Orange County, came out, and it obviously worked out really well for uh for him, for the team, and I think for us fans as well. So I think an area is A is about as uh as fair as you could be, I guess, without getting too much of a, without being too much of a homer, that is. 
when you can also just think of it in the situation is you have this player that was a former MLS all-star now basically the only team that's coming to call for him and, and wants, wants him to play on their team is the USL team, nothing against USL, nothing against orange County, but uh, you've probably seen this numerous times in all kinds of sports. When you're a player that's considered a star, uh, a future star, a star in the making, uh, and then whatever happens in your career, now you're getting, you know, basically relegated to a lower league in soccer, or if you want to look at, you know, basketball into the development league or the G league, they call it now, or minor leagues in baseball or the AHL in hockey. Yes. Whatever that is. <laughs> um, but you, you, you can see it. I mean, sometimes a player will take that and say, and just sort of unravel. And uh, I mean, it can ruin a career. And you look at what Kevin Austin did is, uh, he took this as an opportunity to get back to where he wanted to be as a soccer player and took full advantage of it. So um, as an Orange County fan, I'm glad it was with Orange County because it definitely helped us uh, throughout the second half of that season. He was a big part of that. So definitely deserving of a, of a great grade like that. On to the next one. On to the next one. Mr. Joe Amico. Joe Amico. Joe Amico. Resigned for 2019. Woohoo. Awesome. Young. Um, <laughs> talented let's see what did he do um he knocked over didier drogba and then drogba rolled around for a couple minutes in the final he did that like half the game well yeah but i can remember when joe did it and i was like why is a guy who's five inches shorter doing this and drogba's rolling around the, like the, word i can't say on this uh on this podcast the funny thing is when uh we released whatever uh, the episode right after that game i named it uh, a bunch of Neymars on the pitch is what i named it and you cannot I, i'm sure those of you that follow us on social media you saw the the uh Phoenix fans were a little not too happy about that, um, but it, you're right. Neymar is better. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. At rolling around. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, Joe Amico played just over 1,600 minutes in the regular season. Uh, in the regular season, he did let's see, get an assist. It looks like he also got uh, well five yellow cards and got uh, a second yellow in the season. Never. Yeah. Never the greatest thing to see on a stat line. Uh, he played all three matches in the playoffs and played the full matches on those 270 minutes. Also played in the U.S. Open Cup, played a full match. So you could tell when he's out there. Whenever you have someone that's going to play all three games of your playoff season um, and play the full games, the full matches, uh, you know you're a key piece to the team. And you're an important piece to the team. So um, it's probably another one of those players that you're looking like nothing too flashy out of him, but very solid. Uh, and there's a reason why he was in there for the, the three playoff matches. Yeah, I'd say solid and, and pretty quick as well. Um, that second yellow did come at the end of a, I mean, literally at the end of a, a match against uh, Sacramento. Um, but, you know, other than that, strong, um, good with his head as well. Not heading because he's not that tall, but actually not getting stuck into stupid challenges that he has no business actually getting himself into. Um his defensive stats don't lie. I mean, he's not, um, you know, like the Forest Lassos of the USL where he's going to get picked up or he's going to go up with an MLS team um, as they, I don't even want to say get promoted, but um, he's clearly like a leading USL quality player. And uh, maybe we didn't see as much of him as we could have because of um, Kevin Alston's um, wonderful, wonderful season. But uh, he showed that he was capable at the left uh, on the left-hand side as well. And I talked to him a little bit towards the end of the season. Uh, I believe it was after the Reno match, and I asked him, are you comfortable on the left? And he said, yeah, just about now. I'm finally getting into it um, after a few months of, of training and, and guidance from um, Cloutier and the rest of the coaching staff. He 
kind of rolled around and said, yeah, I think, I think I finally got this down. So if nothing else, he's versatile on top of being a smart and a, and a quality player at that. So I'm trying to, I, I, I'm looking at it. Is his assist, is that off the throw-in? Is that his assist on the season? I believe that was Owosu on Contour. That was Contour, yes, okay. To okay. Mats Bjerman for <sighs> the opening goal in St. Louis. No, oh, okay. Which that guy from Memphis would recommend. Re- remember. Recommend. Maybe no, recommend. Maybe recommend. It was a solid goal. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Not if you're the... Um, I love that you call it the guy from Memphis. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> Much love. Um, so let's grade Joe Miko. Um... I would say he would get he would have to be another one of those B plus uh, members. Not uh, nothing overly you know impressive, like nothing that made you go wow, you know. But also did never did anything that really upset you on there. But I'm gonna bump it up. I'm gonna give him a B plus plus because I think that's called an A minus. No, I'm well. Okay, we'll give it a, if you're gonna call that's it like a an eighty nine seven. So they just round it up yeah. to the A. Let's go A minus. And the reason I'm bumping him up half a, a or is that half a grade? Yeah, half a grade. Or whatever you call it. Uh, I guess it would technically be a third if that's what minus, say, yeah. minus plus. And then plus. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna do that because he was one uh, uh one of the players that listened to us and um and I think uh you know I feel bad now because I think powder is another one that listened to us or at least followed us on SoundCloud. So Noah Powder, you get an A minus two. I'm being generous today. It's 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 a week before the big holidays. So you know it'd be cool if we could uh get a Noah Powder rap song like Michael Seaton. Um like him rapping or someone like creating no, like, one for him. Like, like should no, I go should I go, should I go write down some lyrics about no, I no think powder? He could pro- no, I think he could probably manage. I don't know if maybe Dylan can do it. but no I can't rap. Um but he's on a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> and it's going fast. Um, but anyway, uh Michael Seaton's been rapping this off season. He's got some pretty solid I feel like you'd like it. Well, my, bars. Hey, I feel like that's appropriation for me to say that Michael like, Seaton, no business saying that Michael Seaton email or, you know, send a, a link to our social media, whatever social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, send it to us or, or email us a MP3 of some of your flows. It's on SoundCloud. We'll just, oh, it's on SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh, then I'll just go get it off SoundCloud. We'll just DM you and then we'll, uh, yeah, we need we you to throw that into the, yeah, we podcast. need to get your permission before we can play it for the masses here on our podcast. So the masses. <laughs> So, uh, I'd Mike, say hi, mom, but even she doesn't listen. So. <laughs> uh, Michael Seaton, if you're listening, or if not, we'll message you somehow. Um, yeah, give us permission to play your, your SoundCloud, track, SoundCloud tracks on the podcast and we'll throw it out there, let people hear it. Um, did we get a grade from you for Joe? No, we didn't. Okay. Um, you can tell because you didn't write anything down. I didn't take notes. That's yes. why I keep looking over. I have to give him, I'd have to give him an A from what we saw of him. Um, Never any big mistakes. I mean, okay, he picked up a red card. And it's a second yellow. It's in the game. And I don't know if I'd necessarily agree um, with that call. But he was solid. He was versatile. He came in and he did his job. Um, obviously, we're not there for training or anything. But never seemed like he was uh, one to really complain a whole amount or a, a big amount um, about his playing time or anything. So... Came in, got his put his head down, got his work done. That's what she uh, want out of a fullback. And uh, glad to have forward. him back. Yeah, definitely glad to have him back. Moving forward, I'm excited to see. All right, so we're gonna actually stop there on the grades. I know we only did four this episode, but we did have um, you know a guest earlier on that took up a little bit of time there. Uh, we are excited to have yeah, him. How on. dare he join us? 
during grading season. Yeah. Um, but we will, we, we promise we're going to get through all of the players uh, on the grades. We are going to be taking a few weeks off for the holidays and the new year. Uh, you know, as much as we love to come on and, and speak with you, even podcast hosts need a slight vacation or break here and there. Maybe Ray does. Maybe I'll just do a solo podcast that no one will listen to. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, <laughs> tweet at us. If you want to hear just a solo <laughs> Dylan podcast, we'll make it like a special, like, you know, like it'll be like an audiobook, and what? I will just read an entire segment like this. And you guys can just send me literature, no. literature recommendations. For hey, once, we got to do this. this. No, no, no. We're going to do this softly in my NPR voice. Write a short story. And then we will get had to do that. Like we that. will get a collection of money from people and we will pay Betty White to read your short story. Podcast. I don't think we're gonna have enough money for that. Um, <laughs> oh, she she she'll do it. What She's if cool. I just read my poetry. I have a poem about Orange okay. County. So if you want a special Christmas edition of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast poetry edition, uh, let us know. Tweet at us, um, hashtag my OCSC podcast poetry. And put my OCSC. Oh. Definitely hashtag that as well. Oh yeah. So hashtag, everyone sees it. Yes. Um, if and you want hashtag it. Orange County Hate Week, so all the Phoenix people see it too. <laughs> let's just get all that. Let's just do one tweet of all the hashtags. Who cares the information? Um, but it'll be like, you know, like the, I don't know if you know the the British version of The Office. You know, you have a season and then they have the Christmas special. It wasn't, if you go on to like a, uh, you know, one of those IMDB or anything like that, it's not going to have the Christmas special as part of season one. It's his own thing. So we could do that. It could be like a, Legit own special featuring Dylan by himself reading poetry. And we'll just put a disclaimer up in the title so that all of you can just skip it. While well, he pets sure a that... cat. Yeah. No, I've got two to choose from now. Um, just a cat on each side. One. Yeah. You just got to get a, a headphone. They don't get along too well right now because uh, the newest one just came in. But Cat wrestling on Dylan's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Not happening. We're not doing that. I shouldn't even recommend that. Yeah. No, not, <laughs> not in my house. Um, never, nowhere, no, no cat wrestling anywhere. Yeah, I don't think anyone's having any like cat fighting rings. Yeah, no, we don't want to even talk about that, even though we talked about it already. Um, let's move on. Um, we, we got, have some important news. Got a bunch of news to talk about on this, right? Uh, if you don't follow our Twitter account, and especially if you don't follow follow Dylan's Twitter account, then what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Probably something better. Dylan was one of the few people on Tuesday. What was that? Nothing. Okay. He was one of the few people at Championship Soccer Stadium on Tuesday providing his followers a play-by-play -play of what was going on at the stadium as uh and L Home Legion, L LA Wolves, and Orange County announced had a had a little party. Had, yeah, had a little party. There was that was thrown by LA Wolves. And there was coffee. And I think there were cookies and I had nothing. Dude, if you're from LA, you gotta be bringing like King Taco out or something like that, right? They play in Lawndale. Isn't that part? I mean, if your name is yes. L.A. Wolves, I guess L.A. Angels of yeah, Anaheim playing in Anaheim. Definitely. And part of apparently LA. Anaheim, what is their name? Legion. Anaheim Legion play in like Lake Forest. Well, yeah, that's where the soccer complex is. So then why don't they call themselves Lake Forest Legion? That sounds cooler. Why didn't you tweet at the guy? I'll his, tweet at him. I got his card somewhere. No, nah, oh, nah. it's in my backpack. Um, but Dylan was there providing a live play-by-play what should we do, Dylan? Should we read? Uh, should we reread re each tweet one by one as uh, the event happened? Or no, I okay. think that might be a little weird. But okay. it does give us a nice segue into potentially this Christmas special that's probably not happening. <laughs> where I can just read things like, "We are underway." 
So for <laughs> for those of uh, those listeners who weren't following you on Twitter and also didn't follow us, because I basically went on, I was following Dylan. I was at work uh, and I was retweeting. I was like refreshing the page every like 10 seconds. And every time I saw a new Dylan tweet, I was retweeting it onto our Twitter. You're my biggest fan. So that people could, yeah. Um, Sorry, mom. Just kidding. She's well, not listening for the second time. If you look at a lot of your tweets, you had two hearts for most of the day. Now you might have some more here and there. I've got five on my first one. Woo-hoo. And then, yeah, the just picture, about everything else is two or three. The picture of the background. Yeah, everyone knows the multimedia ones. That's the that's what, that's gets, what, that's what picked gets up in the SEO. So it gets picked up by Twitter and, and yeah. promoted and everything. Yeah, I don't think you're getting I don't think you're getting on the twenty trending page anytime soon. I don't think any wow. I don't think we are. That healthy dose of realism. <laughs> I was so concerned for a minute. Uh, but uh, Dylan, let our listeners that weren't there and didn't follow you and didn't follow us, let them know maybe briefly what it was all about. Okay, so basically the three teams got together and realized, and I think this is mostly at the helm of, uh, or from the helm of Orange County. There is a significant um, amount of depth and talent in Orange County uh, in terms of, of soccer and pro-level soccer. And there's, I think, a lot of times that players... Um, don't get that chance to be promoted um, and they get stuck in the UPSL or the NPSL um, and never get to make it to the USL. They might, you know, play for the Galaxy um, Academy when they're growing up and then they get released and just have some, uh, I guess, almost journeyman-esque soccer career from that point forward. So the clubs got together and basically decided we want to have a more... um, distinct pathway or bridge is the term that they used for players who the coaching staff thinks is good enough to make that jump up to the next level. And not only talent wise, but um, with the work ethic required as well. So basically Orange County is saying we are willing to um, listen for offers from um, the LA Wolves and and the, uh, the Anaheim Legion that, if there's a player that the coaching staff thinks is good enough to make that jump up, Orange County will take them on for a couple of weeks as a trial, um, have them do the first team training, have them with the first team squad and see how they gel in and how they fit in as a person, just uh, not just a footballer. So if they have um, the talent, but they don't have the drive uh, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't move on. Um, Cludia stressed that uh, in front of probably about 10 or 15 players yesterday that if they did not have that right attitude and that right work ethic, that they would just pass them on. Um, But he also stressed that if players had the right talent and the right work ethic, but didn't quite fit into his system, that he's not opposed to getting into contact with uh, other coaches that he knows. Um, He name dropped Steve Cook from Oklahoma City as one of those uh, potential destinations. So it seems like it's a little bit less of a business move for the club um, in terms of an overall standpoint um, and a little bit better for the players. That being said, it does cut down significantly on the amount of scouting that the team needs to do. So that's good. I guess anytime the team can save money because I imagine with one owner as opposed to five, uh, it makes things a little bit difficult. Yeah. We don't have a member of fallout boy or a former professional baseball team. Or who's the DJ that's Diplo Diplo. Yeah. Professional baseball player whose career records as a pitcher finished at 69 wins and a 4.20 ERA. So that's pretty great. Raise your dongers, everyone. That's a, that's a, everyone on, everyone who uses Reddit is going to love that. All right, there you go. Um, I, I'm not trying to cut you off. We'll get right no, back to I that. But good. Uh, one of the things that uh, a, a fan did say on Facebook when all this news was breaking 
uh, and I'm going to quote it. I'm going to read it right off Facebook. The quote was, instead of trying to win the cup, we're going to help develop players in lower clubs that get sent to us and will become a feeder club to other clubs. Is is that the way you're seeing this, this play out? Or is this uh, more of a way to hopefully maybe find a, a diamond in the rough that we wouldn't have found otherwise and not have to invest in a million scouts watching every little amateur match around? Um, I think it's a bit of both. I think Cloutier, because um, I know he does a lot of scouting, much as uh, Sir Alex Ferguson did when he was the head coach of United. Um, he's a busy guy. He already has a full-time job as, as coaching. But if we have other teams uh, able to kind of um, push their own players and their own players' abilities, that cuts down on the scouting. And it also pushes us into a little bit more of a European development, um, a little more. If you don't mind me saying Chelsea style of things where we have a great wealth of um, a great wealth of youth. And then if it doesn't fit the system or if we think there's a better spot or a money making opportunity, then they can move on. Um, and of course, or with any hope, Orange County will take some of the money from there. And that's not to say that um, the Wolves or Anaheim Legion, depending on where the player comes from, shouldn't get a, a cut of that as well because especially in the lower leagues you know some any amount of money is going to make a huge difference so that's basically the biggest thing is they're shifting to a little bit more of a european model and much in line with what the mls is now trying to do the mls 3.0 or whatever <laughs> the selling league that they think they're becoming yeah that's what they're they're ascertaining to well and this all played right after we found out that uh orange county and lafc were going to end their partnership or their uh affiliation uh with each other i know a lot of orange county fans weren't the uh, i mean a lot of orange no counts were, were excited about that they weren't heartbroken i don't think it was the uh the favorite parts of uh, being an orange county fan is that you're the little brother or the affiliate or what a lot of people would call the minor league team for LAFC. Um, and a lot of that played off, you know, like I think we talked about it, the uh, the player that got loaned out to Phoenix from LAFC. Tristan Blackman. I mean, if <laughs> he basically hurt us in the final and that was our MLS affiliate, their players, the one that sort of helped in the uh, end of our season, which just was weird. Um, so that's how it goes sometimes um the end of a partnership though with the mls club now we're sort of the the top club on the totem pole here trying to help the even smaller clubs out uh in in developing and and giving their talent an opportunity because in the big picture you think about it by doing this now more players are going to want to play for la wolves or play for anaheim legion because now there's a better opportunity for them to get discovered by a higher up club uh and in turn um, help advance their career. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's something. It, it wasn't something that you're going to hear that you'd be like, oh, this is going to take us to the next level. It's just a way, and I think it's another way for Orange County to get on the good graces of just U.S. soccer in general and helping with the whole development of younger players and helping uh, get U.S.-based players a chance to advance in their careers and, and get better. Yeah, and um, I did ask because I was a little bit curious if this was going to spell the end for the U23 team for Orange County. Um, which is moving into USL League Two with the um, kind of rebranding and redevelopment of everything there. But um, um, Oliver actually said that they're not um, that the U23 team is still mostly going to be for the college kids um, to have that little uh, to bridge that gap from spring to fall for them. Um, 
but that these new partnerships are meant to give a longer term look for the players as opposed to the two to three months that they'll get out of the U23 team. All right. So let's move on a little bit here because there was more news. I, I I can't remember on the timing, but I believe, did we know when we recorded last or when we did this last about Andre Rawls? We did not. We did not. He, that was the, uh, <laughs> it was the, like the entry draft, yeah. which I think was maybe Saturday. I okay. don't exactly remember what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that made sentence even made sense. So Orange and Black Soccer Cast favorite goalkeeper, uh, someone that both Dylan and I were hoping would be able to make it back to Orange County. Hey, there's still a slim chance that he could make it back if... Maybe it's a better chance. He can get paid and then we don't have to pay him if it comes here on loan. So um, but, I'll shout it out to Oliver again. Please, God, <laughs> let this happen. But Please, you would, some deity. You would think with the with the Rapids, it's going to be more likely that he goes to Colorado Springs if he goes to USL. Um, you never know because the whole... They have a goalkeeper. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, but hey, yeah, we would take him back, but uh, for those of you that have been living under a rock or don't follow MLS at all, so you have no idea of what happened in their reentry draft, Andre Rawls was picked up by Colorado Rapids uh, in that reentry draft, which basically means uh, they honor the remainder or the the option year on the contract that New York NYCFC uh, decided to decline. Um, Colorado is now basically honoring it for this next season. So it's not like they did this and they can cut him in a week. He's pretty much on the roster now for this next season. Um, I guess they could do like a buyout of some sort. Um, I don't know how that works. I don't think they're gonna buy him out of a out of a one year option. They'll <laughs> That's not a lot of money and, either. Yeah, and send him on his way. But, bring bring uh, him to Orange County any way you can, uh, Oliver. We you're, you're, the fans please. want him. If yeah. not, and if he wants to be here, then um, why not? Which apparently, I mean, I know we talked uh, about it. Is sound like he wanted to be back if he if if he was in control maybe yeah and an mls team didn't want it i mean it's mls i mean and if we don't have to pay his wages i i mean that's a win-win situation for everyone right or a win-win-win find We're a way happy because he's here he's happy because he's getting paid and of course management and ownership's happy because they're not paying him so i think that's <laughs> a yeah that would be a win-win-win um but he'll be the third choice keeper in uh colorado in colorado yeah, they, they brought another they, or they made a trade with toronto for yeah. their keeper mm -hmm. and so no he'll be behind is, but... um u.s men's national team hero um tim howard except belgians yeah he's still there i mean he's almost 40 I but know. he's still there but he's and like the also, owner of memphis isn't he belgium still won that match that the okay no 2014 he had like 14 saves against belgium <laughs> it was probably the most impressive u.s performance by a single player ever it just sucks that it was their defender, or sorry, their goalkeeper, and really shows that their defense was lacking. All right, let's move on. That's Yeah, that's a whole other... <laughs> I could just talk to you guys for like an hour about how DeAndre Yedlin is probably not the best right back in this country. I would have Kevin Alston in front of him. <laughs> All right. Former Tottenham guy, DeAndre Yedlin. Um, let's do this. Let's. There's more news. There's. We're telling you we weren't joking when we were saying there's a bunch of news to talk about. Uh, USL released their schedule, the full schedule. We don't know the game start times, but we know the dates of all the games that are going to happen uh, this season. Do we not? I thought they did. They put. I, I was trying to look up that information all day, and all I saw was the dates. I didn't see the actual times of the games of the matches. Um, Give me one second while Ray's Dylan's going to look up slow stuff. internet works. Yeah, my my internet's slow as yeah. See, oh yeah, so no start time. No time. Let's be realistic. They're probably all going to be seven p.m.s because they're all on weekends. Watch, they're going to make that Reno match like a a, a noon game. A noon. 
<laughs> it's going to be a nooner. That's going to ruin. Leave at two in the morning. It's going to ruin my plans to drive up there. Uh, for those of you who know, I'm planning on getting up there. I think Dylan's planning on, on joining me up on that trip. I think there's a few of us that are going to be making our way up there. Come with um, us. Um, I I have five total seats in my Mazda six. Um, four. You have four. Four, but if you have someone smaller, yeah. I think no kids. I, well, I think Logan was saying he might get to go. His dad might let him go to the match. He's like a real adult almost. Okay, yeah. He's big enough. What is he like a fifteen? Yeah, he might be there. Something like that. Logan, let us know. Logan, yeah, tell us your age. If you're yeah. allowed to, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Just like DM me or whatever. Uh, that sounds weird. Don't do that. Uh, we're gonna be making that trip up there. Hopefully, it's a seven o'clock kickoff because then we can leave like at six in the morning, get up there by like four o'clock, and and eat and drink. Yeah, there you go. I mean, John Macalusco did off Macaluso. Sorry, John. He did offer this to all the Vegas fans for their matches was that he would buy the first one that found him a beer. So you can bet that I will take my first one young to find him a beer strap. Yeah. First one to find him, he'll buy a beer. Oh, so okay. I'd like to think that he's just going to extend that to us. Well, as dude, well. he would just, he has to give it to us. And I, mean, I will the take pod my mats. young strapping fit self flexing for those of yeah, you that are belly. listening. Um, my belly and will, I will come along. run to John and his wonderful beard and uh, have him buy me a drink. <laughs> But we need to do not this. a beard in that way. It's like on his face, facial hair. The, if if they're listening and they're watching, if you go onto our YouTube page, look at one of our older videos. I think it was like two or three episodes ago. Ago when we were doing the awards, he was on there because he was one of the nominees for guest of the year. He's guest of year in my heart. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, Orange County fans, we need to make that trip up there. I know it's a, a eight or nine hour trip up to Reno via car, um, or if you want to speed a little bit, you can get up there maybe in seven, seven. hours. It's a nice drive. Um, like I said, I'm planning on making it up there. I'll probably drive my, my, again, I have my Mazda six. It's like 2016. Are so sponsored by Mazda. It's new enough. <laughs> if they want to sponsor us, they can, they I'll can take go a on. Car. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to make the trip. I, I think there's a few other people that are looking at making the trip. So we'll probably have like maybe three or four cars worth of people heading up there. Um, we'd love to have more of you that, you know, if you want to join the caravan and make it up there, or if you want to fly up, uh, you know, there's Southwest and a few other airlines that fly up there. Frontier. That's like a two-hour flight. You'll survive. But you have to, don't you have to go to like Denver first on front, Frontier? I mean, I if everything it's like goes a $40 ticket, then just fly. Let's be real. And that's their hub. That's how they work. It's a hub and spoke <sighs> airline. Maybe we should... Uh, I'll have an airlines podcast too over the winter. You guys are fine. We I'll should find a later. charter. We, we should find a charter company and charter a plane up there. Um, I, I doubt we could afford that that one um so let's go into this so the, the the schedule uh so that's the very first match of the season that's going to be on march 9th in reno um and then the home opener is on the 16th against tulsa roughnecks a team that we did very well against last season hopefully that can continue this season uh, dylan uh you know i saw you tweet earlier on our twitter account uh, your thoughts it's a pretty decent schedule uh what one home game during the week yeah and against, it's, and it's uh, an evening game though right I'm imagining it's gonna be an evening game. They always do the weekday oh, midday game be. in the middle of the summer for all the kids. What the day USL is it on? Loves that. I mean, it's in April. It's on. Oh, so it won't be the. It, the well, maybe 13th, a spring break game. I think. Tenth. Hopefully sorry. not. Um, no, they generally do those midday, uh, midweek games in the middle of summer for all the kids. The USL loves it because it pushes their attendance numbers up because you've got, you know, four thousand half humans in seats. Um, so. It's butts and seats. The league loves it. The club loves it because it pushes the average up. Um, Hashtag butts and seats. I don't love it because I feel like I have to watch my mouth. <laughs> That's going to be our, our title of this podcast now. Butts and seats. Butts and seats. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Yes. Um, any highlights you see on there? Uh, games games for fans to pay attention to? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, May 25th, we'll head on up to... Um, what's that place called? Carson? 
yeah, not Los Angeles, and then we'll go and uh, track and field stadium. Yeah, and we'll go take over that stadium again with like the forty of us that are going to go with the you know four hundred people that are going to show up for the Galaxy Two, and then we'll sing the whole time, and then some Galaxy fan will get really mad and try and fight us again. You know, that's a game to go to. That's always a fun one. Um, other than that, we've got back to back away that are close and feasible games. We've got uh, the lights and June eighth, and then the following Saturday, Phoenix in phoenix on the 15th so those would probably be two if you feel like having a long week vacation you want to spend it in the desert in the middle of the summer that's when i would take it when do those uh those i don't even i'm gonna be nice when do those when do those what'd you say llamas yeah no i'm not when do those uh i guess you can call them fans people from phoenix come out to our stadium again oh sometime in Oh, they tweeted at me earlier. Maybe yeah. it's April. Let me look really quick. Yeah, and I think you went on our Twitter account and said I would buy a beer for them. Hell no. Oh, sorry. It's May. Yeah, they come out here in May. And okay. I did say that you'd buy them all. Orange beer. County fans, we cannot let them take over our stadium again. I know it's not as big of a match, so probably not a thousand of them coming out. I but, don't think that many came out last time. Yeah, I don't think they did either. Uh, but they do seem to travel decently well, so uh, make your way out to the stadium on that match, um, please, so that we can definitely... Uh, give it back to the Phoenix fans. Yeah. And maybe for the Phoenix fans that might be listening, try not to invade the pitch this time. Yeah. Just an idea. Yeah. You, you know, follow invading the pitch in Phoenix, follow the rules, you know, when they there's security for clapping at the end of the game, when there are security guards around you, that means you're not supposed to go past them. Um, yeah. Don't and walk not... on the food with your food. I, I don't swear on the field with your food. There's a lot. I swear. Don't try and imitate the ultimate warrior with those, uh, those barricades. I don't know if you know who the ultimate warrior is. Yeah. But he used to grab the ropes and I really hope those of you that are listening right now watching that, please come back and watch this face. It's amazing. It's awesome. But no, no, they were doing that to the little uh what is it, advertisements we have along the way. They were like shaking in. They're pounding on them like uh Claudio pounded on them in the Reno match to to try and G us up. Except yeah. that was like Claudio, we've been screaming for the last 70 minutes. You can't tell us to do this. Like you gotta go find someone else to try and spur on and then they wouldn't leave the field they wouldn't leave the pitch so well, they were gonna their their watch their yeah. uh this isn't the phoenix rising podcast yeah but, it's not i mean i get it i would have invaded the pitch if we were in phoenix i know everyone else would have too and and, and our twitter follower our, our social media i think he listens to our podcast harry he's probably liking this now because he wants to see a battle royale between orange county and, and phoenix he's always yeah, trying to instigate the uh the trash talk between the two of us and, and dylan's actually talking a little bit of trash a little bit here Am I? I, I think basically Orange County can keep success on the tiny budget that they seats. have. Like, yeah, this kind don't of dynasty, this kind of Red field. Sox Yankees dynasty that we're all hoping for, <laughs> is gonna happen. It will. Um, but if one of these teams starts being bad all of a sudden, then that's not gonna matter. It's gonna be like uh, us playing Los Dos, where it's fun to go laugh at them while we, uh, you know, take you know, points away from home, and it's like a home match. All right. Um, any other matches we need to call out really quick before we move on? Because there's more that we have to talk about. Um, no, I think that's basically it. Um, yeah, I'm scrolling through once again. Nothing too crazy. You know, the new the new faces are going to come to town. We'll we'll close the regular season against Fresno. Um, it should be a. I mean, I don't know how their their teams really setting up for next season they have a cool podcast crew though i mean but they're they're, uh, they're respectful 
that's true. The guy did buy me a root beer because at the time I was not of age. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think our first game against one, our first match against one of the newer teams is the third match of the season against New Mexico United coming to town, I believe. Right? Yes, you yes. are correct. And then the next week we go out to El Paso. Not, the, so they can just listen to Marty Robbins the entire time. Who's or that? the Grateful Dead. Oh. El Paso. It's a well-known song. I don't know. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. <laughs> time would find me at Rose's Cantina. Music would play and Felina would whirl. All right. We, we can't keep talking yeah, about buddy. El Paso and songs right now. We're now you know where my time. karaoke comes from. There we go. Um, other news really quick relating to the schedule is the new playoff format. Um, mixed reviews on that. Uh, looks weird the way they're going to do it, but basically 10 teams on each conference are going to make the playoffs. Uh, there will be a first round where the uh, four lowest seeds in the in in each conference will play against each other. So it'll be the 10 versus the 7, the 8 versus the 9, uh, and then the two winners of those will qualify for the traditional bracket where the lower of the seeds will play the one seed, the other one will play the... Um, the, the second 1, 8, seed. 2, yeah. 7. Or... Three, six, four, five. Yeah, but if on the seven, ten, if ten wins, then it'll be a one, ten in the first round. And then the technically uh, yeah. eight seed. So, um, basically, I think a lot of USL fans were sort of poking fun of MLS for changing their format, and then USL goes into surprise. Does... We had to raise our game too, and now we're here doing <laughs> some the same weird, thing. some weird thing. A, you're going to have more than half of the teams making the playoffs when you do this, and now you're going to have. Uh, more difficult time for fans when you get to the playoffs that want to maybe plan ahead of where they're going to be playing, who they're going to be playing. Um, you know, as the one seed heading into the playoffs, you're not going to know who you're going to play until that first round of matches play. Whereas in the past, you sort of already knew if you're the one seed and that looks like it's going to be eight seed, that's who you're playing. You can sort of prep for them uh, a week or two in advance where that won't be able to happen now. Um, that is the fans too. I mean, it really devalues the last, let's say two games. We'll say two or three games of the season, depending on how the schedule is looking up with how the standings are looking as well. Um, and then you have a weird playoff to get into the playoffs. It just, I think that's how the NFL does it or the yeah. NBA or something. It, it's basically sort of an and NFL style. It's just not great. Or even MLB. Could we just go to, yeah, in a way it is like that. And could we just wow, go to... God three conferences and figure out the playoffs from there. That would make it more the best eight teams <laughs> just play. And then you figure it out from there. It's hard when you do that. Done. It's hard when you do that by the conference, because a lot of the times the conference, it's all, all the games are within conference. So you can't really say the top eight here and the top eight there and the top eight you know, there. You have a mix around. Yeah, you do it like hockey or like baseball, where you play most of the teams in your own conference. And then the other ones go, you play a little bit outside that too. And then you're fine. Now watch when we get to the playoffs. We're like, oh, this is awesome. This is amazing. This works out great. But uh, yeah, as of now, it, it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's not the most popular idea. Um, and who knows? We'll see what happens with that. Um, any other news that we need to talk about? No, I think I'm trying to fit all this great a, news. No, in I think I already mentioned the news of my life where I adopted another cat. She's yes. wonderful and she's seven. All right. I think she got attacked by attacked by a dog at some point. She's missing a bunch of fur on her neck and. Uh, she can't meow properly. Does she only have one eye, or does she have? No, she eyes? has two eyes. There was a. She's very cute. I live in a in a condo complex here, and I was walking my dogs probably a month ago. You have dogs? I have two dogs. I'm a dog person. This guy's a cat person. What? I did not know you yeah. had dogs. Two dogs. Um, they're like ten years old. Um, Grown men. Yeah, I was walking them, uh, and there's this cat that's just chilling on the other side of our complex here, uh, right in the sidewalk. And you know, usually when a cat sees 
some dogs being walked by, uh, the cat will go and hide like on a fence or in the bushes or something like that. And the cat's just sitting there. I get closer. Cat's just sitting there. doesn't even move. Cat's just sitting there. Get closer, get closer. You look at it. It has like one eye missing. So it's like one eye just sitting there, just like just staring at us. I'm like, okay, my dogs never go outside. They have no idea what's in. I have this like beat up looking cat here. This cat's going to come and attack my dogs if we get any closer and my dogs won't know what to do. So I uh, ended up walking around, um, let the cat alone and that's a PSA for you guys. Don't yes. torture animals. It's not cool. <laughs> probably got he that cat that cat's probably a beast because we have a bunch of coyotes around here. He probably got in a fight with a coyote and survived, which I don't think that's possible. But this one-eyed cat had no fear of a dog. I, I mean, my dogs are small, but still, um, he had zero fear. So, and he just looked like a he'd been in a few fights. So, um, let's do this. Let's end our episode. Uh, we've talked great. We didn't mention it yet. Uh, Orange and Black Starcast is part of Beautiful Gay Network, BGN.FM, or follow them on Twitter at the BGNFM. You can uh, find out a bunch of uh, information. I think, listen to their podcast. I think they're planning on doing a live. They do like us. They do a live YouTube uh, and then release the podcast uh, the next day. I think they're planning on doing this big old BGN party uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so if you get a chance to listen to them, listen to uh, pretty much they're opening it up to all the BGN podcast hosts to jump on, not all at once because that would be almost impossible. We have like 25 podcast hosts, people that like to talk on a microphone trying to talk. Um, I would but just sit in silence and be like, oh, I'm not going to butt in here. I think that you, you could plan there's going to be a bunch of them joining in throughout the episode. I might try and do it if I have an opportunity. I don't know if Dylan's planning on, on jumping on there. To, to Depends talk. on how drunk I am. <laughs> I got some family coming to town, so it's go. time to party. Um, but check them out. Uh, you get to hear a bunch of great stuff about USL soccer on that one. Um, that's on the USL show. That's part of Beautiful Game Network. I, I think I forgot to say it was the USL show that's going to be doing that. Um, Final also, thoughts? Was it? Final thoughts? Well, really quick, make sure you also check out Angels on Parade, even though the affiliation between LAFC and Orange County is no longer. Angels on Parade will still be covering Orange County Soccer Club. Great resource to find all your news uh, regarding that. I think Dylan's uh, going to be working on something for our website soon, too. So check out our website, orangeandblacksoccercast.com. Um, you can find all of our podcast episodes. You can find links to where you can find us, including YouTube, uh, all of social media, social media, all that great stuff. Final thoughts. Dylan, what's your final thought of the night? All right. Well, uh, I'm actually finished with school. Um, finals are over. I have a life again. I don't actually have a life. It just goes back to loving soccer 24-7. But if you guys have literature recommendations, it is time to give those to me. Uh, you can tweet at us. You can email us, and I will read them and then uh, share my uh favorites of those over the next coming weeks if you so wish um also like documentaries movies maybe a short tv show um stuff like that please don't recommend the entirety of like the simpsons to me because i don't have <laughs> there's not enough time for that um but yeah other than that thanks for listening everyone it's been a very fun uh six months since i started and you know we're gonna take a little bit of a break so you guys can all enjoy your holidays and your family um or not enjoy your holidays and your family i know on both sides of that story so. and the new year and the new year that's part of the holiday okay yeah what? that's why we don't go to work that day <laughs> um yeah great uh you know my final thought um go tottenham they, they, this is an Orange County podcast. I know. I'm not even an Arsenal fan, but go Orange County. Come I on. I have to do it, though. We whooped on Arsenal today. It wasn't even close. I know it looked, you know, 2-0 doesn't look like a great score, but it was amazing. Uh, you know, Anyone that's a Tottenham fan, awesome. 
Yeah, that was Deli Ali earlier today. Um, Deli Ali? Deli Ali. All right. Deli Ali? Yeah. However you want to say it. Um, the proper way. Telling, telling the uh, Arsenal fans the score when they decided they wanted to throw a water bottle at him. It should have been more, and if you, again, if you're listening, you're going to miss out here, but it should have been more like, that would have been the proper way to well, gesture yeah. to know. I, I had a, a microphone in my hand. Yeah, no, I'm just it's saying it do. would have been better had he. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I see that one a lot in the stands. The 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 funny part, I know we didn't really get to see it here in the U.S. of A, but after, right after the match, they did the semifinals draw. Uh, Pierce Morgan, who's a huge Arsenal supporter, um, and. Andy. The, and then Peter Crouch, a former Tottenham player, uh, were the ones basically doing the draw. And uh, Pierce Morgan had to take a picture for social media holding up a Tottenham jersey. He didn't look too happy about it. Uh, and that was worth everything uh, on that. So, um, yeah, Tottenham moving on in the Carabao Cup. Some sort of energy drink. Um, sponsor of Chelsea. Is it? Warm-ups and oh, sponsor of Reading full-time meeting. Ooh, wow. Okay. Boom. Get efl Drop your it's mic. It's not even a verb. No, I'm not going to drop it. It's yours. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that. Um, and uh, let's do this. I want to thank all of the listeners that continue to listen to us and support us. You are awesome. We love You're you. You're the best. Um, for those of you that uh, are joining us for the first time, maybe you joined us because you found out that uh, Charlie Adams was going to be on the podcast today and you you kept on listening and and listen to us and we hope you can come back again in the future if you liked what you heard or if you want to know what we were talking about when we referenced a previous episode just check out all of our episodes you can find them on any podcast player that you use or on our website at orangeblacksoccercast.com um if you want to know what the walker hume chant is get in touch with the county line coalition i can help <laughs> you out there blaine can help you out there you can find them on twitter at county line coalition you can find them on facebook somewhere yeah that's probably it Ask uh, somewhere and you shall receive an answer. There's also a Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash Orange County SC. Um, one of our lovely listeners does a great job curating that feed. Um, wherever you are on the internet, there's probably an Orange County fan. Come say hi. Come join <laughs> the discussion. Why not? And uh, I want to say thank you to Charlie Adams for taking some time out of his evening to join us on the podcast uh, and letting us learn a little bit about... Uh, what made him decide to join Orange County and what we can expect out of him as fans. And his favorite cheese and favorite vegetable. And I wonder if those two things go well together. <laughs> Next time we have him, broccoli we'll ask him. Bro steamed broccoli and baby Swiss. And rice. And rice. We'll have to ask him that next time. Um, with that, you know, there's nothing else really to talk about, I guess, um, except for uh, this is the Orange and Black Soccer cast. And we are out.
podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.